I'm Todd Brinker. And I'm Tobin Brinker. And this is our very first podcast here. So we're recording remotely from the location. Um, Where are we, Todd? Yeah, we're at All Points Brewery in Riverside, California. It's um, a a little bit of a warm day, but not bad sitting outside. There's a nice breeze. Um, And then they've got an air-conditioned inside seating for maybe 15 or 20 people uh, at the location. And... uh, and then they have, uh, you know, I guess they don't really call it like a food truck, but they're coming and setting up like It's food. a taco. It's a taco guy. Yeah, yeah. Food, food easy ups. And right. so we've sampled some beer. We've sampled some, some, uh, some food. And we're ready to talk about all of those things and just kind of share our overall experience. So I have to ask you a, a technical question to start with, Todd. You yeah. said it's two for brew, not two for brews, plural? Two for brew. Okay. Brew being plural of brews. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. I don't know. We got two for brew. We don't have two for brews. So two for brew.com. Because I'm like, uh, I've had more than one brew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when we say brew, we're tasting different brews, but uh, it's yeah. two, two for brews. You know, All Points is a place you and I have been before. It's one of the yes. places that we kind of like. We um, keep coming back. Mm-hmm. We keep coming back because yeah. we like... We like the beer, we like the food, we like the people. Yep. So they're going to get a, a really good sort of review from us today, I think. Yeah, yeah. We don't have um, a whole lot to be critical of because because uh, we really like it. We enjoy yeah. the place. Um, so, so background is that you and I now have been going out for you know, three, four months mm-hmm. every Friday night to different local breweries and sort of checking them out and figuring out what we like and what we don't like. Right. And as you said, this is one we keep coming back to. Yeah, this so, is like our third or fourth return. And yeah. there's a few of them like that. We've got yeah. a couple that we've gone back to. We've also got a couple that we were one time and one and done. Yeah. And we've had a few where we've walked in, looked at their menu and gone, nope, this nope. isn't for us and we're yeah. out. Um, you know, and we'll share sort of our tastes as we go through this and as, you know, subsequent episodes of the podcast will come out. I think people will get a taste for yeah. our taste. Um, you know, and I mean, realize, you know, we're, we're, you know, middle-aged-ish guys who have a preference for certain kinds of beers. Yeah. That's not to say it's always age-based, but some of the, um, the more exploratory type of brewing that are not what you would typically think of as beers, um, or at least traditionally as beers, uh, tend to, to skew to a younger demographic. Yeah, not, not our scene necessarily. Yeah. But you yeah. know what? We're, 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 we made a commitment to sort of try some stuff. We have. And so I did that today, right? You so did. we've been here a bunch of times. And instead of going with just the beer that I know I like, mm-hmm. I, I got the um, the uh, got a flight. Uh, the flight of beers, five right. beers to try, right? Just to sort of test it out a little bit today. Yeah, and it's nice. I've seen three and four beer flights. Getting a five beer flight is nice. Yeah, because um, you really do get a sampling of, of what they've got. Just to give you a rundown, um, they have a foggy nog and hazy IPA. That's a 8.3 ABV and a 55 IBU, which the IBU is the international bitterness units. So 55 is relatively bitter, yeah. but there's a places that have a lot higher than that. That's yeah. it's, it's a mild or moderate bitterness. 8.3 ABV for a beer is a little on the high side. Yeah, so you're gonna that's that's telling you the alcohol, alcohol right. by volume. Right. So panoramic porter is a vanilla porter. That's a 6.0 ABV. 30 IBU, uh, the Powder Cloud Hazy IPA, 6.6 ABV, 28 IBU, the Cali Sunshine is a Session IPA, 5 ABU and 56 IBU, the Road Trip Red, which is the one that's my go-to here, and I know it's one of your favorites, we each have one in front of us right now, Uh, that's a 5.4 ABV and a 33 ABU, 
It's just a red ale, and you know that's. It's a very drinkable beer. It's it just, is. It's a. It's like a. It's like a comfortable place. I feel like it's. Yeah. A, I'm coming home to a beer that's familiar to me, but right. it's still got a lot of flavor, a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of personality. Yeah. Well, um, and as dark as it is, it's it's not. Um, doesn't give you a burnt flavor to nope. it, which some dark beers do. It's a, like you said, it's a drinkable beer, yep. even on a hot day. And yep. there, there are some beers that you know I, you think of of like Oktoberfest beers that are better when it's cooler out and autumnal. Yeah, right. Um, this one would be fine then, but it's not so heavy that it, that on a hot summer day you go like, oh, that's not refreshing. Cause, yeah, because it is. Um, and, and I think it's it's one of my favorites. And we can go through some of the other stuff in their menu. Um, now you went through. Uh, a flight of five beers. And, and before I give you the whole flight, I want to mm-hmm. just say that the people who work here are very knowledgeable. And so oh. as I asked yeah. him, I said, you know, I want to do a flight, but I want you to help me here. So he set it up. He said, yeah. do you, you want to do this one first, this one second? And and yeah. it just kind of walked me through a progression of beers. Yeah, you and, picked the five beers, but then yeah. he set them up sort of in order, saying, this is the way you should drink these, so that you, know, and, you see sort of progression of of you know bitterness, hoppiness, maltiness, yeah. as you kind of go through, and, it. and it didn't necessarily fit with what you saw on the board. So, like right. you know, you were talking about the IBU level, mm-hmm. you know, the bitterness level, and yeah. uh, uh, there were a couple of them that seemed a little higher. And he's like, "Oh no, no, that's not going to taste that way." And he put it in a different place in the progression than I probably would have. Right. You know, and I'm glad that he did it the way he did because yeah. it, it actually fit really nicely in that progression. Yeah, it was and, interesting to say it because the flavor on a couple of those, like there's one that had, a, you know, an IBU up in the 50s. Yeah. Uh, the Cali Sunshine is a 56 IBU. And you would expect that to be more more of a bitter type of beer, or at least starting to get into the more bitter beers. And Not it really, really wasn't. It was very drinkable. Yeah. had kind of a citrusy note to it. Yeah. Um, and was actually a, a very refreshing beer. And if you're not somebody who likes that that bitterness or that tartness, um, you know, from you the, could drink I, it. I, uh, the IPAs. IPAs, the Cali Sunshine, you know, it was clearly an IPA. You could taste that it was yeah. an IPA. It had very much the IPA nose. You know, you kind of smelled the, yeah. the hoppiness. But it was very drinkable. A great summer beer, actually. I right? I, I was surprised. Mm-hmm. I mean, and again, it's not something that I would have normally ordered. I'm not an IPA guy. Right. I ended up with two IPAs today, and I liked both of them. Mm-hmm. And again, it was partly the progression, and it was about having that conversation beforehand. And, and we've been to places, and I'm just going to, without saying names, we've been to places where they literally just slide the menu across to you, and you're on your own. Yeah. And, and so to have somebody here who can just yeah. really... You know, help you. <laughs> World of difference getting a bartender who actually is engaging. Yeah. You know, and, and that means more than just friendly. Like you said, it's the knowledge of what their products are, how they might go in sequence if you're going to test a flight. Um, kind of talk to you a little bit about the character of the beer if you want to, you know, well, question them a little bit. And, and, and we've our, been some places where they're great, some places where they're basically, they could have, you know, you could have pushed a button yes. and gotten as much information. Our beer tender, I'm going to call him a beer tender, mm-hmm. uh, uh, he, you know, as he said, he drinks it. He's, he's here, he, mm-hmm. he likes, you know, the stuff, and he knows about them. Like, he's taken yeah. the time to learn about these. And, and as I finally mm-hmm. got to my last beer on there, which was a, an IPA, he was drinking the same thing behind the bar. We kind of made eye contact, and I gave him the thumbs yeah. up because that was the beer I was probably the most nervous about. Yeah. And it tasted really good, and mm-hmm. I was like, thank you. You know, he, he yeah. really gave me a good experience yeah um, well you got the the powder cloud uh, hazy yeah. ipa yep and he warned everybody before you before they were buying it right now is that yep. they moved the the keg in the back and apparently it's a very delicate beer when you move the keg shook it up it it shook it up and became it came very opaque in fact it almost looked like a chocolate milk yeah and and then you look at that and you're going 
I'm not sure that's what I want to drink. Yeah. Um, the taste did not match the visual appearance of that particular beer at all. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, having a bartender that recognizes that can tell you, you know, and, and especially if you've had the beer before, and then you yeah. get that, they, you might think, well, hey, you're trying to pull a fast one. You're not serving me the right beer. It was the right beer. It had just And, and what jostled. was so funny about that one for me is that when mm -hmm. I smelled it, right, before I tasted it, I smelled right. it. It had this really strong, sweet, hoppy smell. Mm -hmm. And so in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to get this really hoppy IPA. Yeah. But it didn't have that, that taste. It, it was so much smoother and had such a nice finish on it. I was like, whoa, what yeah. am I drinking? You know, I yeah. mean, I was very impressed with it. Not what you would expect based on the visual uh, no. sighting of the beer, right? No. And, and, and again, that's where a great bartender comes in to be able to kind of explain to you, hey, this is what this is going to taste like. It's not, you know, the, the, vis the visual aspect of this beer has been messed up because we jostled the, yep. the container. But, um, but you know, the, the overall flavor profile shouldn't be changed. If you yeah. closed your eyes, that's not what you would have expected to see. No. Right? If we were doing blind tasting and you opened your eyes, you would have gone, oh, that's not what I tasted. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because it, it literally looked like a um, like a latte or something. It did. I mean, it looked yeah. like a coffee drink. It did. Uh, or a chocolate. Yeah. yeah. And what's interesting, I only had one that had kind of a coffee flavor. And, um, and it didn't look like it. No. <laughs> and, and, and it was the one, it was called Conundrum Blonde Stout. Mm -hmm. Right. And the name, and when I hear stout, I'm not expecting that flavor profile well, either. Or blonde. Or blonde. Usually a stout is a darker beer. Yes. This is a blonde stout. It's a 5.4 ABV and a 28 IBU. But it had a, a coffee uh -huh. or a pepper taste to it. it did. The finish and especially. The after, sort of the aftertaste. Yeah. After the swallow. And um, of the five beers I had, it was the one I'm, I was probably least likely to go back for. Yeah. You know? And, and But if you had asked me prior to this, just reading the menu, which mm -hmm. one I would say that about, I would have put the two IPAs as my least likely versus this right. one. I would have thought this was more in my wheelhouse, but it really, you know, and it wasn't a bad beer. It just wasn't what I, what I thought it was going to be, mm -hmm. and, and 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 that little bit of peppery taste, whatever, just was not quite what I wanted. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was bad, but it just wasn't quite what I expected. Right. Yeah. Now, for those who um, are not drinkers, they also have a great orange creamsicle soda, oh. which literally tastes like. The orange ice cream, the dream sickle, uh, the dream sickle, yeah, yeah. The, the orange popsicle with amazing. vanilla ice cream. Yeah. It's, it's it's it really is amazing. And then they have a really good root beer as well. Yeah, for those who want non-alcoholics, if you have a designated driver, they can they can they don't have to just drink water or tea. They've got something that's yeah. really yummy for them. And they got some seltzers too. Mm -hmm. And then they've got a couple seltzers, and these rotate at different times. But right now they've got a raspberry lime seltzer and a lemon mint seltzer. While we were here, we saw a couple people order that. Look good. Um, you know, it looks like a seltzer would look, yeah. um, but it is a hard seltzer. Both of them are 5.5 ABV, so um, you know, so they're similar alcohol content to most of the beers. Yeah, you know, in that five, five and a half percent range, five to six, something like that. Um, so they've got a, a range of stuff. Something that they don't have is uh, right now it's real trendy to have sort of fruit-infused beers. Yeah, they don't have any fruit-infused beers. If you want fruity stuff, then go with the seltzers. Yeah. Um, you know, well, and they and don't have the really, really strong IPAs. Yes. Some places come out with these IPAs that are, you know, uh, IBUs creeping up near the hundreds, and uh, and they're super, super strong. They're like, you know, 11 or 12 um, uh, ABVs uh, on the alcohol content, and they don't do that. They they, they stick with more drinkable beers. As the, in fact, as our bartender said, it's uh, beer that tastes like beer. Yeah, you know, and it's interesting because different. Um Different breweries been to have sort of very different personalities. Very much and, so. And, you know, some of them tend to be more experimental. 
Yeah. And I don't think I would classify this as an experimental brewery. Mm. I think what they've done is they've found a few sort of styles of beers that sure. they're playing with, but they're really trying to just be like yeah. perfectionist. Like, I, they yeah. really want to play new... with things within their wheelhouse yeah. and they know what their their flavor profile is. Yeah, but and they're they really stick to it. They're really just trying to find that 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 sort of mm-hmm. perfect expression of this type yeah. of beer. You know, what can we do that's really good in this genre instead of just going off right. base. You know, I was at a, a brewery years ago that did one that was like uh, 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 what was that breakfast cereal with all the fr- uh, fruity pebbles. Right. Right? And they called their drink fruity and literally the guy had mixed fruity pebbles in with the thing. Yeah. And it was so bad. It was yeah. so but I mean he was experimental, right? And they had all these right. other experimental ones. And and you know and and there's some interesting things that come from that occasionally. But you also end up with a lot of stuff that yeah. maybe you be end better. Up with fruity pebbles in your beer. Maybe it'd be better if you dumped it in the yeah, <laughs> the yeah. And it's like sometimes the experiment's better left in the, in the uh, lab. I think. Yeah. You know. Yeah. We, we, you, you know, if you make a small batch and you taste it and you go like, yeah, I don't think I need to sell that. Yeah. Um, that said, there are some people who are very experimental beer tasters yeah. too, and that's what they want and they go out. So those places are out there for you. Yeah. And as we come across them, we'll share that with you and tell you um, that it's there. We may not always taste it because yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not that experimental when it comes to my beer. I'm not averse to doing a taster. Like, I think, I think it's, I'm, I'm, I'm fine you. with a taster. I just yeah. don't want to spend a lot of money on a beer that I don't think I'm going to spend exactly, a, that I'm not yeah. going to spend time with or yeah. like. I'm not going to buy a flight of, of beers that are <laughs> generally beers that I, I'm, you know, just based on the style. Yeah. I'm pretty pretty sure I'm going to be unhappy with. Yeah. So um, you drop one in. You, yeah. you know, I'm going to try this one that's my, my, my risk yeah. beer, right? I'm going to yeah. check it out. Yeah. Well, and I got to say too, you know, if you look at their menu here, I mean, they've got, what, seven, seven different beers, two seltzers and two sodas. Yeah. Um, we've been to places that have much, much broader yeah. Uh, and much larger menus. And, you know, and that's fine for those places. And, you know, as we move forward and try some other the breweries that we're going to go out to and, and, and taste, and we'll see what we think at each of those different places. Um, you know, but again, when you find a place that you like that sort of uh, hits close to home, this one's it. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is one of those places where for us, it's been uh, beers that we like and beers that we're comfortable with. Well, and I think that, you know, as we decided to start this podcast, we wanted to start with places that we felt comfortable with, that we liked, that we yeah. went back to, you yeah. know. I don't uh, want to have to, I don't want to have to have our initial podcast going, well, uh, I got to say we overall gave them a D minus. Yeah, right. Um, and, and quite frankly, we've had a few like that. Yeah. You know? and, and, and to be honest, we have walked into a couple of breweries where we've looked at their menu and gone, that's not for us, and walked out. And as we do the podcast, I don't think we'll do that anymore. We'll go in and we'll go ahead and give it a try. Yeah, you, you know, know, we've talked about this this idea of, you know, how do we rate them and what are we looking at, and mm-hmm. you know, and we want to be intentional in that process, you know. Yeah. Um, and so, mm-hmm. you know, obviously we start with the beer. That's what kind of brought us here. Sure. But we also want to talk about the food. We want to talk about the entertainment and the setting. Location. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. Uh, so when it comes to all points, they've got a couple TVs and they pipe in music. That, yeah. So they're not one of the places that has live music well, or on. a DJ. Hold on. They did have live music one time I was here. Oh, okay. I don't think so you they, were with me that time. They, the first time then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So on occasion they do have that. Okay. So uh, it was um, a guy playing a steel drum. Oh, okay. It was very interesting because they've got a yeah. small space, so they can't have like the big band. Right. There's a guy with a steel drum, and it was fun, and they had a lot of people that were here, uh-huh. you know? So, yeah. you know, but, but yeah, you're right. They're probably not going to have live music here. Yeah, they're not like, I mean, we've been to some places where they have a stage set up. So yeah. they're, they're set up to very much have, you know, live music, especially on Fridays, and that's generally when we're yeah. going to be here. Um, you know, it'll probably take us a day or two, so the podcast may actually drop on Sundays or Mondays. Yeah. 
but uh, but we tend to do our tasting on Fridays, and so um, you know as we sit here on Friday the uh, 9th of July, yeah, um, you know they don't have any anything set up for live music this particular week. Yeah. So, but you know, all points uh, like you said, they've got a small sort of seating area inside, mm-hmm. and they've got an outside area. They took up a couple parking spaces and put up some tents, and you know, yeah. and, and they've got some seating outside. Um, but it's not it's not they're not built for you know, yeah. 200, 300 people. They're built for maybe 50 you know, right. something people or yeah. so. It's not to say they won't grow at some point, but right now yeah. they're, they're built for, you know, if there was 50 people here, it'd be crowded. Yeah. It'd be crowded. Yeah. But that honestly, said, they, you know, every time we've been here, they've had, uh, they probably had 50 people here over the time we sat here because, yeah. uh, you know, they, they seem to have a fairly good crowd of people that come and go. And uh, I would suspect that a lot of those are regulars that yes. kind of have tasted it, know where they're at, come back. You know, maybe get some good food and then move well, on their way. Let's talk about the food, right? Yeah, we haven't talked about we, the food. We have had some really good food experiences right. here at all points, and we had a new one today. Yeah, so today we were, uh, they, they've got Mexican Delight sitting out front. That's uh, Maria de la Cruz and Company. Uh, if you're interested in having them cater, you can get them at 951 801 0435. And if you're in the Riverside area, um, they do small and large events. In fact, this is a much smaller event than they normally do. They're set up to go to um, some bigger events, but uh, they've got really, really good food. I had uh, three tacos. They, I got the, the carne of tacos uh, with everything, and they were loaded up. I will tell you, um, they've got a green sauce and a red sauce, and I didn't specify. I just said, you know, make them up. And so I got one green and two red. The red is pretty spicy. Yeah. Um, I like spicy food and enjoyed it very much. But if you're a little more sensitive to that, you might want to either stay with the green or ask for the sauce on the side. Yeah. So that you can uh, dole it out, you know, in a way that matches your comfort level with, with spicy foods. And, and I got the quesadilla, and I have to give them so much credit because I got it with carne asada, and mm-hmm. they loaded this thing. I mean, the meat level on this was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but they, I think they put the red on there because it had that heat level, and mm-hmm. I didn't specify. But I enjoyed it. I mean, it was a good, like when you're drinking beer and having right. that, that good Mexican food with the heat level, yeah. I, I was pleased. But if you were someone who was sensitive to food that's a little spicy, yeah. you would say, hey, you know, hold off on the red, yeah. maybe put the green on or, or just have it on the side as a dipping sauce. Because I was, I was sweating a little bit at the end there. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, it's funny, too, because, I mean, a lot of people, when they order Mexican food, they ask, you know, how yeah. spicy is it? And then they talk to them about adjusting it for their palate. I never ask. I just take it the way yeah. it is. Um, fix it for me the way you'd fix it for you is sort of my right? my, my note to the chef. Yeah. Um, you know, but... Uh, well, because you, know, you want to taste it the way they want it exactly. served. Exactly. Yeah. And, I, you know, I mean, I, I grew up in, in the Southland and in New Mexico, and, yeah. and the... The uh, Mexican food in New Mexico has a lot of Indian influence, uh, uh, yeah. Native American influence. That they, they use even more peppers, and so it's very hot. So I just have a very um, tolerant palate for the spicy food, but I recognize that not everybody does. Yeah. And you need to um, maybe be aware of that when you're when you're here. Um, that said, um, I can't say enough about how good Mexican Delights food was. It was it's, yeah. it's delicious stuff, and um, uh, you know you can. Now um, I didn't ask you about the pricing on this. Was it was and, it reasonable? I mean, we've, uh, we've well, had we, different places. Yeah. So. Now your quesadilla and my three tacos were twenty four dollars. Not bad. So uh, okay, know, and that was and again because of the size of the the servings, there was I'm full. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're both full. There's plenty of food there. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, in addition to you know, if you get it with everything, uh, we got some fresh cucumbers and some some pickled uh, 
peppers and onions and oh. carrots and and the pickled and, stuff is like I love that. Yeah. That, that that is like an extra little piece that you just yeah. I, I love that. Yeah, so you're getting some veggies too, which I I like. You know, when you're getting, uh, you know, especially with the tacos, with the quesadilla, I mean, you get at least some cheese mixed in there. Yeah. With the tacos, you're getting, you know, some onions and some cilantro usually, and that's yeah. about it. And uh, the fact that they gave you these other veggies to go with it, I thought was delicious, and uh, and just adds to the value of it. Um, yes. Yeah. Well, they've had other. Uh, we've had a different taco guy when we were here before, and he was mm-hmm. fantastic too. I yeah. mean. We, we actually came back in part because of him, not just because we like the beers. Right, but, yeah. But he had really good food and, and had that personality, right? Mm-hmm. Like he came out and sat with us and talked and really spent some time getting to know us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I like that. I you do know, too. It's, it's like we're talking about the beer tenders, you know. When you get somebody mm-hmm. that engages and is knowledgeable and draws you in, yeah. it's more than just the food or the drink. It's that experience. It's that connection. Yeah. And that's what you get here at All Points Brewing. Right, yeah. You know, it's... it's you, you want a, a, a beer tender that, that, like you said, is going to, that's going to feel like a buddy, even though they're not your buddy, yeah. um, and a buddy that knows about the product yeah. so that they can kind of, you know, point you in the right direction and, uh, and, you know, especially if you're coming in and wanting to be experimental. It's one thing if yeah. you're coming in and saying, I know I like this, give me that, which was sort of me today. I came yeah. in and said, I know I like the red, give me the red. Uh, you got the flight, and I did taste some of your flight too, so yeah. I got to taste a little bit. Um, uh, and I think that's something we're going to have to do with, with our podcast is make sure that we get a flight. And, you know, if it's a three-beer flight, then maybe we both need to get a flight. And Yeah, so we're you know. trying trying a, a mm-hmm. variety of different things. Yeah. Because we do have a tendency, I think both of us, and a lot of people yeah. do this, you kind of know what you like and you just want to get that. Yeah. But, you know, if we're going to be telling people about this place, I think we sure. owe it to them to, to try yeah, some to of the other things. to try some of the other things. And then, you know, we can always then get a glass of whichever now, one we like. Before we leave, which you did, we've been we've been fairly glowing in our reviews here today. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm standing up right now, and I have to give my one little complaint. The outside mm-hmm. seating is a little rough on the buttocks. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, <laughs> you know they're, they're stools basically, and yeah. there's no back on the stools. I have back issues, so it'd be nice if it had a stool with a back on it right. or, or a, a chair. And then we're basically our tables outside are barrels, you know, yeah. these big wooden barrels. But if you're here and just going to hang fun. out with some friends, you'd have you could people standing, yeah. sitting, whatever. You you'd have a nice experience. Not everybody's as old and crotchety as you and I are. Exactly. Right? So, um, exactly. But uh, yeah, the stools are probably not the greatest thing, um, you know. And we've been places where there's like games and ping pong and stuff, and I don't see a lot of that here. Yeah. Um, uh, but that's fine. It's not like we engage in that too much. We yeah. played ping pong one time because uh, we walked in five minutes before they opened, and they said we're not opening. Went, oh. <laughs> It's five minutes. I mean, can't you just give us a beer? I'm like, five minutes. Okay. So we went and played ping pong for five minutes and walked back around and got our beer. Exactly. Um, exactly. You know. So one of the things we've tried to do, as well as is, is just checking out different places, is we try to, if you have like two or three places that are within walking distance of each other, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of nice because if you end up at a place that's not a fit, yeah. you can just walk over to a place that is a fit, yeah. you know? Or you get the ah! moment where they're both really good. Yes. And we've had that happen too. Uh, I'm looking forward to when we have those episodes for those places because that has been like a really delightful thing to go from a place that's got one really good set of beers Mm -hmm. across the street to the next place that's got a really good set of beers or Mm -hmm. food and and just to have those sort of dual experiences. Yeah. It's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So um, let's talk about the red. That's the one that we're both drinking right now. Yeah. uh, that is our sort of preferred beer here. Now this is a, uh, you know, reds are basically like a dark brown almost, it's yeah. our, or a medium brown. Um, it's it's definitely brown beer. It's not, it's not uh, yellow beer. You know, this yeah. is not your your Budweiser that you're opening up. Um, 
And the the fear with some of the darker beers and the reds is that you know they're, they're toasted hops or roasted hops and that they sometimes will have sort of a burnt taste to them that's kind of a heavy taste this doesn't have that at all no um, it's it's a it's a dark red um, smell wise you know it smells like a beer I mean it just there's not a whole lot to it um, yes. you can smell a little bit of hoppiness but it's it's not a real hoppy beer it's more of a malty beer um, I would say it's just a really well balanced beer it sits yeah. in the middle really well it's not overly malty not overly hoppy um, you know, um, on a look on a look scale, I would say you know it's uh, you know if if you know I guess if it, if it's a red, what you're looking for is in a red. I would say it's it's probably a four out of five. It's yeah. not like a red red, but it's it's you know you can tell what kind of beer it is by looking at it. And I'd say the same for smell, probably a four out of five. Yeah, you know, there's a, a mm-hmm. scale of colors here, and I was look right. you sent it to me earlier, and I was looking at it, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, they're like what a twenty, no, maybe a thirty-three on the mm-hmm. EBC scale. Yeah, you know, kind of right in that middle range. Yeah, you know, somewhere between twenty-three and thirty-three. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's um, a, a, a middling brownish red. Um, you but know, like flavor I said, wise, I, I have to just tell you, this is such a solid beer. And, yeah, and I'd give it a five on this taste. You know, we're I mean. we're sitting in here. We get here early, like four o'clock, mm-hmm. and we're watching people walk in. And a lot of people, the first thing out of their mouth is, you know, hey, can I have a red? Yeah, you know, it, it's clearly it, their most popular beer. Yeah, it's something that, that has stood out mm-hmm. with people, and and I think to be a successful brewery, you need something like that. You know, I think back to yeah, when what's your uh, star beer, right? Yeah, I and think that is, when uh, Hangar Twenty Four first got started, and that's another local brewery. Uh-huh. Everyone was talking about their orange, right? Their yeah. or, their orange beer. You know, that's the thing. You yeah, you need to have sort of a standout that everyone's mm-hmm. talking about, and I think this this. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. This red is a solid beer. This is yeah. this is the one. Yeah, and well, and mouthfeel, I'd probably yeah. give this a four again. Um, you know, it's not uh, it, it's it's not like one of those that has really fine pinpoint carbonation, but it's not like yeah. overly bubbly like like um, some mass produced uh, okay. beers are. You know, it's just got a nice solid carbonation to it. And, yeah, and it sits well. I mean, it foams. Uh, there's a little bit of a head, I'd say, on the pour, probably about a half inch of head. And then, uh, and then that sort of peters down to just a rim of, of a little uh, fine rim of foam. Yeah. Excuse me, around it. I mean, yours is, you know, you're about halfway through your glass, and there's a little bit of foam sitting in the middle, a little bit there. Yeah. Um, So they don't kick up a huge head on either uh, on this beer, but it's just, I mean, overall, I got to say, you know, it's for me, it's probably, you know, uh, we're giving it, you know, one to five on look, one to five on smell, one to five on taste and one to five on mouthfeel. So then the overall score is going to be somewhere between four and 20, right? If you gave it ones on everything, it'd be a four. If you gave it fives on everything, it'd be a 20. For me, this is this is probably like a 17 or 18. I mean, it's right near the top. It is. It's not not the perfect beer, but it's really good. It's very solid. and, Mm -hmm. And again, you know, we keep coming back for this beer. We do. We come this, back for the beer. And for and this experience, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, part uh, of it's, you know, the, like you said, it's the bartender. Yeah. Really. And, and we've had different bartenders every time, and they've all been solid. They have. You know? They have. That's the amazing thing is, you know, if you're running a business like this, how can you hire somebody who's not willing to educate themselves or has already educated themselves yeah. on your beers? And it's just a likable, chatty person. Yes. You know, we've been to places where the guys are just not chatty. It's like, I mean, like you said, literally, you know, you come in and they push a laminated piece of paper to you and say, that's what we've got. Yeah. And you're the only one there Mm -hmm. and you're asking questions and the guy's looking at you like, well, just read it. Yeah. Just read it. It's right there. (laughs) You know, I'm like, like, okay. Okay. Um, That's not a good experience. 
Yeah. This one is is the opposite of that. You've got people here who are really knowledgeable. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to say something. Maybe this is a little sexist, but you know, uh, uh, we had guy bar- beer tenders today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been to places where they have the young, pretty girl, mm-hmm. and and sometimes that works, and sometimes that doesn't. Mm-hmm. You know, it really um, boils down to is the young, pretty girl familiar with the beers? And, yes. And willing to talk to you about the beers and what they work. And we've had some that have been phenomenal. Yes. And others that are just kind of you know a pretty face that they hired to, to Thank slate you. beer. And, and, and we want to differentiate and say, hey, look, what, what matters to us is having that personality and that person um, with, the who under, with the knowledge that, mm-hmm. that can help us. Yeah. You know, because, uh, you know, yeah. here we are doing a beer podcast, but I'm going to just be upfront. I am not a beer expert. Right. You know, I know uh, what I like. Yeah. And, and I know if something is different than I like, but interesting and I'm willing to try it. And, and part of us mm-hmm. doing this is so we can talk to guys that are experts and learn mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Right. Um, and so we didn't have a chance to today, but we're going to come back later, I think, and get an interview with the brewmaster. Yeah. And, We'd like and, to talk to them about their philosophy, what kind of beers that yeah. they're, you know, why is it that they have, you know, seven beers on their menu instead of 20 beers, yeah. like some places, you know, and, and, and what's their, their thought behind that? Because they could do that if they wanted to. Yeah. You know, I'm, I've been to a place that I went in on a Friday and got a beer that I really liked and said, hey, can I get some to go? And they don't pour growlers, and their fridge was empty. They didn't yep. can them. And she goes, "Yeah, they'll can some on Monday." And I'm like, "But I'm here on Friday. In the weekend, and, and you, you would didn't think can Friday any. night they would have yeah. it st- stacked because they know people are going to want beer for over the weekend." Yeah, and I'm going like, "Wow, you know, business-wise, that seems kind of dumb, guys." Yeah. You know, because it's good beer. I wanted to take some home for the weekend. Can't yep. do it because you didn't put any in the can this week. You know? Yeah. And I mean, I don't know how much work it is for them to do that, but, you know, yeah. I can't imagine it's so much that you couldn't hire somebody to, to work the canning machine. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah, that was a little frustrating. In fact, I literally drove to that place to get some for the weekend. And while I was there, I had a beer. And when I went to get the ones for the weekend, I couldn't. Yeah. And so it was like, oh, well, the whole reason for coming here then was basically shot down. I should have gone somewhere else. Yeah. I will say one of the things we talk about, you know, is, is the overall environment, noise level. Generally speaking, the noise level isn't bad, but there is a train that goes by every once in a while. Yeah. I'm not sure if the mics are picking that up, but um, we hear a train in the background, which is a little loud. It's actually close enough that yeah. it's a little loud. Um, well, and when they blow their horn like that five times, that means they're crossing over uh, mm-hmm. a, a street where there isn't a... a what do you call it? The little it's, arm it's, that stops you from driving yeah. out in front of the train. And so they have to, the law says they've got to blow their horn five times. Right. So you're going to hear that every time a train comes every by. Every time. Cause five five yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah. And it might be different if they're coming from the other direction than, than they're going right now. But yeah. it's loud enough here that if you're sitting outside, you know, you almost like stop and wait yeah. for it to end so you can continue talking. Yeah. Well, and um, we stepped outside tonight to do our podcast uh, because, you know, I, I, we felt it would be quieter. There's music playing inside. And, and honestly, the inside has filled up quite a bit since we've, we've come out. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so it's nice to look inside and see all those folks in there. But uh, we're also sitting out here by, the, by our taco folks and watching them work and smelling the good food. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, you know, it's, uh, yeah, exactly. We're sitting downwind of the food, which if my stomach wasn't already full from having a meal here, I'd be, like, salivating so badly. Right. I don't think that I could put a mic near me. I'd probably it's short a, it out. It's, it's a great sales point. It is, yeah. Right. Well, and it's it, they're perfectly situated too because the breeze blows bit from here basically back up the driveway yep. as the way you're coming in. So if you're driving on the road going by, you're going to get a whiff of that. Yeah. Um, so All Points Brewery is over here on Chicago Avenue in Riverside, and it's right. kind of a would you call this an industrial or 
light industrial, light industrial building. Area, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, there's like um, a forklift company and uh, and uh, you know a catering company and a couple other things. You know, there's yeah. just small office space is what it is. And you know, I'm sure during the middle of the day, those places are are busy. And the parking lot is full, but you know the brewery opens up in the afternoons, later afternoon, yeah. as everybody's going home. And, and, and the brewery, so the whole parking lot is available for parking. So I've never had problems parking. Yeah, the brewery's only open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So mm -hmm. you know they're not open every day, and they're not open all day. So you know, yeah. they typically open at noon. Um, you know, or even a little bit later yeah. on a couple of the days. So well, the bartender said he came in at twelve forty-five yeah. today. So I guess they probably two o'clock maybe. One yeah, probably by the time they got everything ready, because yeah. I'm sure they have to set up the tents and stuff out in the parking lot. Yeah. So uh, and probably have to wait till somebody leaves if there's a car parked here. Right. right? Um, although obviously, you know, there's not a business directly here because it's them. Yeah. So you would think there's probably nobody directly parked, but you know, they might be wanting to come to the other one of the other businesses and park here. Yeah. Um, and I can't imagine they leave this set up all the time. That's going no, to take no. it down every night. Uh, but uh, but overall, I would say it's a good experience. You know, it's funny um, when you go to uh, brew pubs. There seems to be like sort of what I'd call three levels. There's the we're just starting out, and it's basically like warehouse and some picnic tables. That's yep. about it. Hole in the wall. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next step up is sort of where I'd put all points, where yep. they've got a little bit of a of a bar area inside and it's air conditioned and some nicer seating and uh, you know and maybe some televisions or like you said it, we were talking about earlier maybe a small stage or something yeah. where they can have and then the next one is like a fully finished place that has a full restaurant menu and they do their own food work instead of having like a taco almost has more of a corporate feel when you get to that third level yeah. you're starting to talk about like you know like they, they've got big money they're doing yeah. something that's on a higher level they've got some bigger level. investors that probably are not involved in the actual making of yeah. the beer and the other thing that you need to be aware of, and, and I, I don't know, uh, you know, I, it, they don't, they try to hide it, so it's not always real obvious. But some of those l larger brew pubs are no longer independent. They've been bought out by yes, know, Budweiser, InBev, or, or uh, Coors Molson, and some of the big breweries have bought up some of these more popular uh, brew pubs, and yeah. so. You know, if you find the uh, brew pub in your local grocery store, probably they are owned by somebody bigger. Not always, because some of them, some of the smaller ones, still cut deals with local stores. I'm also seeing but, uh, 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 there's a connection between some of the people that own and work in these small to medium-sized ones, who worked for some of these larger ones in mm -hmm. some capacity, and then decided, hey, I know enough now to go off and do my own. Yeah, well, you know? and I'd like to make something other than generic beer. Yes. You know, because let's face it, most of the the big brand names, I mean, you could literally put them in a blank can with the word beer on the side. And yeah, I mean, I'm not saying you can't taste the difference because if you taste them side by side, they're different. Yes. You know, um, I cycle through just for a, a daily drink, like a light beer every so often. And so, yeah. you know, cycle through Miller Lite, uh, Michelob Ultra, Budweiser Lite, uh, you know, Coors Lite. You cycle through, and they're all a little different. Each yeah. one's a little different. They got a little bit different flavor profile. Um, they're not the same thing. They are different. Yeah. Um, but they are all much, um, I want to say milder taste without trying to be too ugly about it. They're, yeah. They're, they're, you know, they're a great beer if you've been working in the yard and you want something to cool off. But yeah. they're not very flavorful compared to even the, the lightest beer you'd get at a microbrewery. No, and, and one of the things that struck me, because I tend to drink like the light beers and stuff at home just because, uh -huh. and uh, the, the alcohol content in, in these microbreweries, will kick you in the yeah. pants if you're used to only drinking the 
Mm -hmm. the, the little light beers, which are what, 3.2? Yeah, a lot of them are 3.2, and so, and if you get the ultralight ones, like the 64 calorie yeah. ones and stuff, they're less than that. They're mostly water. Yeah. And, um, I mean, yeah. they're, they're all mostly water, let's face yeah. it. But, but the, um, you know, the microbrews start at about five, five and a half, and go up to, you know, 11 or 12 if you get yeah. the really strong, you know, the stouts and, and some of the, the, you know, double and triple IPAs. Yeah, and so, it'll, you know, the first couple times you come out here, you may only want to have one or two of these beers because... Yeah. They're gonna kick you. Yeah, you have to walk back <laughs> to your car, and you don't want to be, you know, staggered. Right. As you well, walk to your car, you know, you got to be sensible and be a safe, be safe. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, no, I'm one obviously of the things, teasing. I mean, you know, if you're driving, you, yeah, you, you need to. And, and if you've, you know, if you've had one too many, then it's, you know, just sit here and hang out and enjoy the area for a while. Well, it, and you I'm know, gonna say it because I'm thinking it right now. You know, one call, of the nice things. Uber. <laughs> One of the nice things of us doing the podcast is that mm -hmm. oh, by sitting here and talking after we've been drinking is it gives us a chance yeah. to, I'm not going to say sober up because I don't think either of us got drunk, but yeah. you know, you, you spend, pace yourself, you pace know, yourself, you spend yourself. some time, enjoy the environment, mm -hmm. talk with your friends, hang out with your friends. Don't make it just a, you know, I'm going to hear and go pound a bunch of beers. Right. That's not what this experience is about. It's really about, mm -hmm. you know, getting something new and different and, and sort of testing to see what you like or don't like. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And, and, and I, like we said today, we really like a lot of what they got here at All Points. Mm -hmm. And uh, this has been kind of a fun first podcast. I agree. It's been, I, I've enjoyed it. You know, we've been talking about it for a while. It was a little bit of anxiety about yeah. getting it going, but I think we got into it here um, pretty well. We've talked about the place that we like, you know? I mean, it's just, it's a place that I like hanging out. It's not, you know, it's not overly fancy, um, but, yeah. it's, but it's not, uh, uh, like we said, you know, a few guys, you know, sitting around a picnic table either. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, a little bit more finished than that. And more importantly than anything else, it's just they've got some really good beer. Right. Uh, you know, that's what matters. And they've got matters. a variety to pick from, um, and all of them are, are obviously brewed by a brewmaster who's interested in, in having a very drinkable beer. You know, it's, yep. it's there, there's nothing assaulting your senses here. There's nothing that's like, wow, I haven't had that taste in a beer before. Um, they're all sort of in, in a, you know, in, in a nice um, little envelope of flavor that, that, that they like to work with. And it just, it matches ours pretty closely. Yeah. Um, you know, and there are other, other places out there that we'll try next. So when we come back to you next week, um, you know, we'll, uh, we will explore some of the beers, uh, maybe a few different types. Yeah. Um, and maybe a place that has a little bit more menus. We haven't talked about where we're going to be next week, but yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, we've got a few places that we like, and we figured our first few podcasts will be at some of those places just because we know them and know what's going on there already. Uh, and then we'll branch out. Uh, again, we've been doing this for about three yeah. months now, so we've hit quite a few in the Southern California well, region. And we, and we might also differentiate in that we might be hitting some tap rooms that are not actual breweries themselves, but right. carry a variety mm -hmm. of local microbrews. And we've hit a couple of those places over we the last have, couple months, and, and, and that's a, that's another different type of experience. It is, right? and it gives you a, a broader uh, cloth from which to select yep. in terms of your flavors and what you like in your beers. Um, we found one over by Ontario Airport that was really good that we'll probably go back to at some yep. point. Um, exceptionally good food. A lot of um, uh, we both usually get sub sandwiches of one kind or another. There, I've been getting Philly cheesesteak. Right. It's outstanding over there. Um, but they also have not only local brews, but they have some imports, some German beers and some other things. And, you know, if you've never had a German beer that's like fresh from the tap, it's different yep. than going and buying your Heineken at the store. Exactly. And so, um, you know, if it, you have and, that opportunity, it's something you should look at. And that location also has very knowledgeable people. Uh, you know, yes. when you're asking questions, yeah. they, they yeah. know their stuff and they're able yeah. to kind of guide you. And I got to say, each time that we've been there, um, you know, it was a, a younger female with a pretty face. Yeah. But... 
She knew what she was talking about. She told us about the beers, what we said, yeah. kind of what we were looking for or what we like. And then she was able to say, well, you might try this or try that. And here's how those two are different. You know, one's yeah. a little more this and one's a little, you know, and, and that's what you look for in a bartender is, yeah. is, is, you know, friendly, polite and knowledgeable. Yeah. And so, um, Kudos to the folks here at All Points for, for, for making sure that they do that because we've had nothing but knowledgeable people. Again, thanks to uh, Mexican Delights for the delicious food that we had today. Um, uh, you can uh, uh, email mexicandelights3 at gmail.com if you want to talk to them about uh, you know catering for a, a I would hire them for a party or, any day. Oh, yeah, hands down. These, Good food and nice size you yeah. know, servings. Yeah, that's the, that's the main thing is there's a lot of these places where... You know, you, when it comes to street tacos, you need a, a half dozen of them because right. they're microscopic. And uh, I had three, and really the third one was probably more than I needed yeah. because it, there was a lot of meat there. And I had and, a very large quesadilla, and yeah. I was struggling to finish it at the end because it was so much. I like the veggies too with it. That's another yeah. thing that a lot of the a lot of street vendors don't give you some fresh yep. veggies with it, and um, especially when you got something hot, some cucumbers are really handy. Right. So. Um, Anyway, we appreciate you listening, and we look forward to you coming back if you like what you're hearing here. Uh, two for so, Brew. Two for Brew. Look for Two for Brew. Subscribe on your podcast app. And uh, if you're uh, listening to us on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, then uh, give us a good rating. We appreciate it, and that helps us. So uh, we will look for you next week. Again, I'm Todd Brinker. And I'm Tobin Brinker. Have a wonderful week, everybody. Here with you!